Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Petrina Dixon. Petrina, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thank you. Excellent. Let's do this. Petrina is a certified financial education instructor, an international speaker, and award-winning author of It's My Money and the host of the Money Exchange podcast. I'm excited to have you on. Petrina, tell us a little bit about a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, George. So I am a mom of wonderful children. Uh, I am also married to a wonderful, supportive husband, and um, my best friend, my best pal is my mom. She's awesome and uh, nice. super supportive of everything that I do. Um, more about my business and what I do. Um, so I'm the founder of It's My Money, uh, which started being um, the title of my book. It has, uh, you know, excuse me, catapulted into me uh, doing It's My Money workshops, book clubs, speaking engagements, and things like that all over the world. Well, that's fantastic. So what is the problem that you are working to solve? I'm working to solve uh, people living paycheck to paycheck, regardless of their income level. Um, I work to help them understand if they manage their money differently, that they could do different things with their money and start to build generational wealth. And unfortunately, we're all aware that this is a pretty common problem across all different generations of people, across different types of people, really everywhere. So why do you think it is that we struggle with money the way that we do? It's an enormous question, but I guess... Um, do you think it's it's society and culture? Is it the way that our families raised us? Is it a little bit of everything? Oh, yeah, it's absolutely a little bit of everything. So I my, my predominant uh, market is high school students and then followed by that college and then uh, adults, which are usually parents of the, the first two groups. And I found, which, which is my true story as well, is there's not a lot of transparent conversations about money happening in the household, as well as it not being cons- personal finance, not being consistently taught in schools. So what you don't know, you don't know, right? So you're going out, spending money when you go off to college, getting these credit cards as an extension. You think of money, not understanding the consequences of either not paying the credit off, credit cards off, or paying the minimum balance and things of that nature. So I, I think it's a combination of everything that you just said. So you, you, you start off with not knowing the right things to do, and then you go on and think you know a little bit more, and you start to do things that are really damaging. And then lastly, then you have all the bills that are a result of the bad decisions that were made early on. So my goal is to try to get them early, make sure they understand. Doesn't mean they will not make decisions that are not the best financial decisions, but at least they are they know better by way of the information that they're getting a lot younger than at least I did uh, when I was the kids ages that I'm working with. Yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. Um, when you say lack of transparent conversations, do you think that is that caused by shame or embarrassment or just an inability to effectively communicate conversations like money? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. I think it's more the shame and embarrassment. So if, you, if you, I'm not sure if you're a parent, but parents don't want 
their children to know about things that they didn't do well or aren't doing well. So if they are not managing their money well or they don't can't provide uh, or enter into a dialogue that uh, gives tips that are, are productive or, or would help them with money, then it's not a conversation they'll touch with their kids. Most will not touch with their kids. So it's not happening there. And I'm a believer that a lot of the learning at that age should happen at the house and the school is a, a supplement <laughs> some of these uh, things that we're talking with their life skills. So I think it's some of that, the transparency, not being transparent because they aren't um, as savvy as they should be with their money. And then um, sometimes it's, okay, I don't know. what If we start talking about it, they learn that I'm not doing well, we don't have a lot, then that where, that's where you go to the embarrassment. So I, I do think it's, it's a combination of what you said. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, it's an interesting conversation about whose responsibility is it to teach a child anything. Um, and I think yeah. something as important <laughs> as, as money that – for better or for worse, we live with for our entire lives. I think that if as a family you're able to talk about the things, how we allocate our resources, what we spend money on, what mm-hmm. we don't spend money on, if it's things versus experiences, whatever that might be. Um, mm-hmm. But if you don't know how to do that, then you're probably not effectively going to do that. So that's right. I imagine that's some of the stuff that you talk about. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, um, so how, how are you accessing these high school and, and, and college students, if not through the classroom, or perhaps it is in the classroom? Well, you know, I wish I can say it's in the classroom and I'm successfully able to get in all the high schools that I would like to be in, well, but that's sure. not the case. <laughs> Hopefully I can come on your show uh, later on. Uh, when I'm able to successfully say, like, I've interviewed all the high schools, at least in my geographic right. area. But that's, that's where I'm working towards. So right now, um, it's through a, a several different channels. So uh, from a high school perspective, I have been in a few high schools locally and actually um, outside of my geographic area, which is in Connecticut. Um, I've also accessed kids through other programs like the YWCA, like the Boys and Girls Club, like the Delta Fraternity allowed me to come in and talk to their kids. So it's been different organizations, other Girl Scouts, I'm due to talk to them uh, in a month from now. So it's uh, various different organizations or groups that have seen or heard of what I do or seen me on social media or seen where I've been on social media. I've actually been to an all-girls school in Trinidad. So um, that each time I um, share where I've been, what I've done, what the results of what I've done, you know, the next group is interested in having me come in. So it's been through those channels. I've been able to, um, I would say, successfully impact the kids that I've touched. My local town, uh, they have summer programs, they have me come in. And then as a result of me meeting with kids, I get their parents, their aunts, or whomever, their um, whoever's responsible for them, um, sometimes turn into my one-on-one clients because now the kids are coming home again wanting to have the conversations at home and sometimes these parents are unable to so they want to know who is this lady what is she talking about who's this money lady because they refer to me as that uh and then they call me and say okay do you work with people you do help them on credit how do you do that and then you know they become the one-on-one clients um and because i can't be everywhere you know as you know i'm one person in connecticut and uh, dualpreneur. So, uh, you know, how do I touch more people? And that is why I started the podcast. So the podcast, anybody, anywhere, anywhere else, you know, across the world could 
tune in to iTunes or SoundCloud to listen to the podcast. And through that channel, I'm able to touch more where I can't physically be at a location where, you know, you know, whatever number of people in the room listening to what I have to say. So this podcast gives uh, a practical information on uh, things that people could do to do better things with their money by way of either listening to someone's story or an expert coming on to tell them things that they can do in, in a um, certain topic. So let's just say student loans. I had my last one was on student loans. So how do you tackle that? What are things you can do? And if you want to talk more, you can call this expert that was on the show. So that's how combination of those things are how I'm getting out to the kids and adults alike. Yeah, we're using the internet for for good instead of evil, which is which is a positive thing. So <laughs> exactly right. I think that uh, um, well, I, I know from personal experience that uh, in my early twenties, I uh, was more interested in having certain things and having certain experiences, and I used credit cards to to reach those ends. And now there's a term for it, which is, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. I, I, I suppose that that's the appropriate term for it. Um, and I, I, I think that anybody who abuses credit cards values the immediacy versus the long term. So how do you think that or how are you coaching people to to overcome that desire to buy now and worry about the consequences later? Yeah, so it's interesting. So sometimes people, so it, it's a hard thing to tackle. So I'll just start with that. Right. It's really hard because um, no matter how much they enjoy um, how I try to engage with them, you know, that that one that immediate thing, especially, you know, it, it again, I find it where if somebody is the middle child or somebody is the, um, you know, haven't had some things that they've, you know, wanted before they got to the point where they can access this credit, it, it you can't you can't tell them too much because it's like I am in a, what they would call Chrome, you know, I'm doing uh, air quotes here, and you know they want to make this decision to get this item and they'll figure out how to do it later. So it, it, it's hard, but you know I feel like the more I can get in front of them, the more I can show examples. I do a lot with okay, you buy this today if your credit. It, credit score that a certain number this is how much it'll uh, how much you'll actually pay for that item versus you know you know either saving for it and getting it later or if your credit score is you know not at a good great number this is how much you really pay for that item and show the difference between a good and bad credit score and what that will be with the interest on it and by the time they finish paying off and if they if they pay the minimum balance excuse me, a minimum amount due or saving and waiting for it to pay it in cash. And then I, I started because I also sell T-shirts. So I start off with, you know, sometimes these credit card companies come to your college and they have nice T-shirts that you can get and sign you up and you get right. a free T-shirt. And then I'll start to throw the T-shirts. Here's a free T-shirt. Here's a free T-shirt. So don't need that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're in college. They wear T-shirts, wear shirts, sweatpants. That's their attire. So I'm like, you did, so now you don't need to do it. You have T-shirts to wear. Grab, grab a T-shirt kind of thing. So I try to, try to, uh, 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 get them at where they are. So if you're grabbing it because it's another nice, cool thing to wear, let me let me really help you understand. And then some kids go in and they 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 are in a better place with money. Maybe they've learned at home, or that's wherever they've gotten the knowledge. So now let's talk about using credit responsibly. Not don't use it, but let's use it responsibly. Some of them have cars, so you need gas to drive your car. So maybe that's the item that you purchase and then you pay it right off. So it depends on who I'm talking to, what sort of questions I get. Uh, you know, sort of dictates what the responses are to the, the whole credit and where they are with that. So that's how I would ta- tackle it. Tackle it starting off with 
the good and bad, if you will, and then when you use it responsibly, what that really means. Because I'm not for don't have credit because no matter how much money you have, if you want to rent a car, you're not getting it without having right. a credit card. And sometimes you need to. So it's about let's learn how to do it. So I start with managing money because you can't really use credit responsibly if you aren't managing money. If you're doing that, so now the line item in your budget can be that credit card that you need to pay. Got it. I think that that's great. And I've, especially when dealing with young people, I, I have not experienced a lot of success just telling people what you're doing. You need to totally stop it and change behavior. That's, <laughs> and I, I also don't advocate that, that people take a vow of poverty um, and that you shouldn't occasionally, whatever you can, kind of you're into, it's not necessarily stop doing everything altogether. It's maybe find some middle ground, um, have a better understanding of the behaviors that you're engaging in. Um, but it's not a, a yes or no kind of a thing. And I think people typically respond to that a little bit better. So, Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. Because if I say, stop doing X, like forget it. They don't want to hear me. They want to like how, and, and you know, interestingly enough, more and more people want to like, you are somebody that's going to help me here. Help me with this money thing. Cause it's all crazy. It's so much. It's so good. Everybody's coming at me. Help me. Like, you know, it, so it's, it, it's being received better than I thought it would. Um, and maybe because there's so much going on and, and this is one that they feel they could control, which they really can if they really take heed to what, you know, me and others are trying to teach them. Yeah, that's a real thing. You know, when you, mm-hmm. and I, I, I hesitate and I'm reticent to use the term empower, but that's really what you're doing when you're giving somebody information that they can actually absorb because you're being mm-hmm. cognizant and mindful enough to meet people where they are um, and have a real conversation with them. If you give them knowledge that they can actually um, take in, well, then they're going to be more confident because they're going to have that understanding. So they're going to be moving forward in a much better position. And confidence is an awesome thing. So Exactly. And that's why I always infuse my story. You know, I wish I could say I've been great steward of my money from day one like that is not true right. <laughs> and actually it's it, it sort of uh it's the, the the fact that i was not is the reason why i'm doing what i'm doing today so um you know i, I we're, we're appropriate i i try to get pieces of my story throughout if there's a question that comes about that actually you know touches on my story or my story could be a response to help them see how I got there or got through whatever they're talking about. Like I I love to do that because sometimes you stand in front of them and they think you have been this great steward of your money or, you know, forever. So you don't really understand where I sit today. So um, that that's always um, helpful when, when you can tell the story and and that resonates with them. Yeah. I think that it's so important to be vulnerable with people and um, otherwise they're going to call you on your, your, your BS more, more than likely. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it seems, it seems to me that, uh, it, every time we turn on, um, media of any kind, if it's television or you're pulling up the internet or Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or whatever else the young people are watching or looking at these days, there's all these wealth signals that are thrown at us. Um, it's flashy cars. It's just, it's money and, and excess. And I think that, anybody that that understands and knows what's really going on there is a lot of that is completely fake but i think that that really has a stronger impact on younger people than it does maybe somebody in their 30s 40s 50s and 60s um what are your thoughts on that and how do you how do you think that we can as a society get past that if if at all 
Oh, man. Um, yeah, and I, I think this is not just true in this day and age. I think that's always been the case. Like, I, I, I tell the story of me, like, I, I like nice bags. Like, okay, so I'll put my vice out there. I like nice pocketbooks. But that, <laughs> from a long time ago, right, that's been, like, a, a, a thing when you have a nice or expensive bag, and that, that means something from a, um, you know, a, a wealth level, if you will. So I, I, don't, I don't know if we'll ever get past the fact that, you know, that's, what they what they see on TV, they're gonna want to uh, want, or they're gonna they enjoy and, and, and aspire to have or to be whatever that is that they uh, are attracted to on there. Um, it's I still think it's about education, like it, like like you said, it's not. Well, some of it is real. Some people really do have a lot of money and flaunt it the way that they sure. do, but understand how they get there and and what how I try to tackle that conversation is you can't look at somebody that's been in business for twenty years and you want to do it in two days like that. Just is not the reality. And listen to, because there's a lot of folks that tell their story of how they got there. Follow that journey. Don't just look at where they are today. So, you know, just just know that people, what they put out there from a media standpoint, from a, you know, social standpoint, it's the best image that they want to show. They're, they're using the social media for a reason. So, um, you know, once they take off that gear, that costume, if you will, then they have jeans and t-shirt like you and I. So, it's about getting them to understand that um, for them to be attracted to what they're seeing, it has to be pretty as well. So that's what's being shown to them for purposes of what, whatever they are, to buy the ticket to the show, to the game, to, to the car, uh, purchase the car, whatever it is. So, it, again, I think the more that they're educated on, on how that's done, why it's done, because that's a strategy, um, now you have to be strategic with your money and know that some of what you see, it takes a long time to get there. Some are putting it out there in, in, in a way that's attractive to you so that you can purchase because you're salespeople. Now you have to make the right decision for you based on where you are with your money and what you're trying to do with that. And, and that's, that's how I try to package that up together. I love it. Well, Petrina, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So pay yourself first. And what I mean by that, no matter how much money you make, if it's dog walking, if it's McDonald's, if it's your lawyer, you, no matter how many bills you have, you always have to pay yourself first. And what that amount is, is based on what you're able to do. As long as you do it consistently, you automate it. So always pay yourself first. Well, that is awesome stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. Petrina, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Sure. You can follow me on uh, Facebook at It's My Money Journal. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, and it's It's My Money underscore. That's I-T-S-M-Y-M-O-N-E-Y underscore. And my website is it's my money info. Awesome. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Petrina your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and her website, and I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Petrina. All right. Thank you, George. Have a good day. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!